everybody, welcome to the show. I have a great show for you guys today. We have two great guests coming up. We have Justin Tate, who just completed a short film called The Awful Kind. He's also on a full-length feature on Amazon Prime called Outlaw Don't Get Funerals. Then we have Kelly Say coming on. She is a musician, an actor, and uh, she has a one-woman show coming out called Disco Dicks and Dykes, and she also has a brand new um, feature on Dancing with the Stars. So we're going to be talking to her and so much more in just a second. Let's get to it. You're about to enter a world of creativity and mingle with people that follow their dreams to color your world and brighten your day. From top celebrities to rising stars of tomorrow on the AME Radio Show. The show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. Now, here is your host, Jason Dowd. All right, guys, we are about ready to get into the show today. We have a lot of stuff to cover, and I'm really excited to be able to talk to our guests because they have some great things coming out that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. I really want to get to their story about how they got to where they are how, what made them fall in love with, with whatever uh, field of art that they're in, and talk about some of the brand new things that they have coming out that we hope will interest you as well, so you'll be able to go out there and check out what they got going on in their lives. You know, everybody that, that gets into the art, music, and our, our entertainment industry has got to realize something, and that is it's an extremely hard field to be in. And I'm going to be kind of covering this, you know, for the next couple weeks, because I think that we just make it seem so easy to do what we do, uh, whether it be a podcast like what I'm doing, or when you're actually going to go out there and be an actor, an actress, you know, or a musician, or whatever it may be, we don't see the backside of what goes on, and that is what makes or breaks a career. And I'll tell you why. Most of the people that have been on my show, if you've listened, there's one common uh, formality about the arts, and that is there's a lot more no's than there are yeses. You know, we see the final movie come out. We see the, we listen to the to the full album, and it's it's gorgeous. It's 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 action packed. It's beautiful. Uh, whatever, if it's music, whatever it may be, you know. So, it makes it look like it's so easy. But what you don't see is that the actors before they got that particular role may have actually gone on about three to four hundred auditions before they even got that that role. Let's not even forget about the musicians that literally played in front of 10 to 15 people a night, barely making it, you know, greasing in on the next city on their tour, you know, on, on fumes because they have absolutely no money, but they're doing it because they love doing what they do and entertaining you. So, you know, this is where we don't see the struggles. We don't see what really goes into it. And a lot of times when we decide let's go out and do it ourselves – we meet a big wall really fast, and we run face first into it. And I can see why. Like I said, they make it look so easy. They make it look like it's just, bam, you snap your fingers, and you got the world handed to you. So this is where you will have a situation really quick, and it will either make your career or break your career. And the people that are truly passionate about it will continue on because they're going to do whatever it takes to make it work. The people that just kind of got into it because they, they think it's cool or um, they got a whim to do it and it's not really something that they really care about, those are the ones that fall off the cliff really, really fast. So we're going to be talking about this kind of stuff over the next few weeks. Uh, I'm going to be bringing on guests that will exemplify that, and, and I'll let them really tell their stories because they will tell you what it takes to be in the position that they are now. You know, there's also the other thing that people that drives people to do the arts, and that's fame and fortune. You know, not every, not every actor, actress, or sportscaster, or whatever it may be, or sports athlete is rich. Sometimes they're just barely struggling. You know, it depends on the role that they get. It depends on how much money they make off of that role. And it depends on between when they get their next job. Some of them are out of work for over a year. Some of them aren't. You know, so this is the, these are the things that we, that we come up with. And we have to think about it before we jump full-blown into it. What are we in this for? Are we in this because we love doing the, the artwork? We love entertaining people? Do we just want to be... Uh, something different and do it for ourselves, those are the ones that tend to, to soar and succeed in this particular industry. The people that are getting, going out to it because they want to become rich and famous, they want to get lots of awards, they want to be uh, fawned on at restaurants, and they want to just have the world know them, those are the ones that 
don't really always make it either. You know, that doesn't mean that they won't. It just means that sometimes they're going to have their heart broken faster than somebody that just goes into it for the passion and love of what they do. So that is my little spiel for right now. (laughs) Uh, I want to introduce you guys to our website. It's www.theamemagazine.com. On the website, it has so much stuff. So if you missed anything from the past on anything that we're doing, it's right there. You can get a, uh, you can download our apps for our Apple or Android platform, newsletter signups, so much more. Just go check it out. And if you are an artist or an entertainer and you want to be on this show, we'd love to have you. So all you have to do is email us and we will try to do our best to get you on this show. That's what it's here for. Okay, so what a, what a really weird week for me. I'll tell you what, I am so tired that I'm actually having a really hard time speaking right now. And for some reason, I know that spring is in the air, it's coming soon, because my sinuses have been absolutely crazy. So if I accidentally sneeze on this, I am so sorry. If I sound sinusy or whatever, I apologize. Um, it's just what it is. You know, I have been on medication, sinus medication, uh, nose sprays, you name it. I have been on everything, and I just can't seem to shake it. But like I said, between that and the crazy week that I had, it, you know, it, it was, I've never worked this hard in a, long, in a really, really long time. And it was all good stuff. And I'm so overwhelmed with the good stuff that I'm actually getting exhausted. I'll tell you what, though. It's calling. Disney is calling me. I can hear it in the fore, in the in the foreground. It's calling my name. I'm walking to it. I think that this is something I'm going to have to do just to go take some time for myself and you know recollect my thoughts, prioritize my my uh, objectives and my priorities and everything else because that is exactly how you make it. You constantly review your stuff. But sometimes you can't do it with all the noise and hustle and bustle around you. So sometimes you just got to go to a place that makes you feel good. You know, I've been kind of sitting up at nighttime, sitting on my couch when, you know, looking out the window, looking at the stars and just thinking to myself and bringing it down, hearing no noise, you know. That can do a wonderful amount of good for you. Sometimes it just goes sit outside on the porch, too. That's even better because you could smell the air. You could smell the, the freshness of the dew as it's coming down, and you could see the, the stars. You could see as far as the eyes can see. And uh, you can only imagine what, what's really out there. And it puts everything in perspective. So if you're having a really bad day and you think that the world has just thrown stuff at you, just go outside and look up at the stars and realize there is no end. You're problem is small compared to this universe, which means anything can happen to change it, right? You just got to come up with an idea to fix it. All right, so those are my things I'm going to be talking about today. I think you guys are done talking to me. I'm sure you want to get on with our guests. I want to get on with our guests, so I'm going to turn it over to commercial. We will be right back after this with our first guest, Justin Tate. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a second. I'm Gladdy, the dachshund, the face of Gladdy's goodies. Are you worried about your pet's health? My parents were too, especially since I developed pancreatitis. They couldn't find any treats I could eat, so they made some. Our natural treats are healthy for all dogs, with and without health issues. We have lots of delicious flavors like chicken, turkey, salmon, sweet potato, beef, and more. With our homemade treats, you won't worry about the contents because they have no chemicals, fillers, or bad ingredients. Go to gladdiesgoodies.com now to get your fur friend a bag and pick them up some swag while you're there. You'll be glad you did. Remember, we have the treats and swag to make their tails wag. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Hi, this is Crystal Hunt. I play Alicia Trisk on the new Pure Flix original series, Hilton Head Island. Log on to pureflix.com so you can stream Hilton Head Island and see me along with my mother, played by Don Mills, and my brother, played by Antonio Sabato Jr. Hope you tune in. Hey guys, it's Julie Mae Silverstein from Lydia on Funk, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show.
everybody, welcome back to the show. We have on the line with us a guest from California. He is His name is Justin Tate. He has uh, just completed a short film called The Awful Kind, and he's also on, uh, he's got a, a project on Amazon Prime called Outlaw Don't Get Funerals. We're going to be talking to him about this. We're going to be talking about, about his career. We're going to learn a lot about him. It's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome to the show, Justin. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good myself. I'm really glad you were able to join us today and talk to us about the stuff that you got going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. So let's start off by learning a little bit about you, because I think that's kind of leads into everything else and how you got into what you do. So tell tell me uh-huh. when did you get in when did you get into acting when did you get in the film and and what inspired you to do so? Well, I've I've always uh, I'd always been really um, fascinated, you know, by the film industry. I grew up in in a a city in Canada uh, called Calgary. We've got a hockey team, mm-hmm. a hockey team. So I'm sure some people have heard of it. Um, but, uh, movies, you know, were always sort of my, uh, my escape. It was, uh, you know, so much of my imagination is, is directly tied into, you know, things that I've seen in, in movies. And, uh, I wanted to get as close to it as I possibly could. You know, my first job was at a movie theater, ripping tickets. And, uh, then I worked at Blockbuster for a while and it was, uh, it was pretty exciting, and, and then there was a, a, a it was called a Pro Scout Invitational that came to town, and basically, if you were like a young artist and you wanted to be a model or whatever, it gave you an opportunity to, um, sort of you know do a monologue or get some pictures taken in front of some agents and, and that sort of thing, and that led to my first agent in uh, Vancouver, and then I made the move from Vancouver out here when I was twenty. And that's basically uh, that's basically how the cookie crumbles. Mm. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I always got fascinated with movies. Is that I see what you can do with like a still picture and and what you can do to manipulate it. But to be able to do that with yeah. live action film was just yeah. spectacular. Uh, and it just fascinates me how they make this stuff look so real on film. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's. Uh, you, you, I learned a lot, you know, just watching videos and stuff like that on YouTube, video essays and things like this, and it it sort of breaks. You know, there are there's some people that that really put a lot of work into these videos where they break down old films and they sort of simplify things. And I had I remember I had watched one on um, Seven Samurai, uh, the Kurosawa film, where he, the 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 guy who put this video together spoke about how Kurosawa created shapes on the screen. And that fascinated me because now I'm starting to see triangles and squares and circles. And now there's nine actors on screen and their faces are all on camera. And it's like, it was, it was definitely something I went into a bit of a, a Kurosawa binge. Um, you know, I watched that one and, 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 and Ronin, uh, it, it was just the way that he was able to frame shots back then is ahead of its time now. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of filmmakers now that just kind of, you know, move the camera and it's unmotivated and it's just to create an interesting performance because the background is moving. But, like, audiences are smart, too. You know, they pick up on stuff like that. They do. Now, as far as the camera and stuff and and being in movies, did you have... I know you've been in front of the camera. Do you have any aspirations to maybe go behind the camera and do some stuff? Or have you already kind of done that kind of of work? Well... So it, it, everything started in front of the camera. Um, you know, I was I was taught uh, there was a there was a guy who taught uh, Benicio del Toro and Selma Hayek, and and he didn't advertise. It was sort of just through word of mouth, and I I found him. His name was Arthur Mendoza, and this guy like he rocked my world. You know, it was everything that he that he spoke about in class mirrored everything that I had learned when I took martial arts when I was younger, and I knew I was like. Th- you know, when you see things broadly, you realize that everything is sort of built the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, you know, that led into, I never ever in my wildest dreams ever thought I would write something and then direct it. But uh, now that, that ha- it just seems to be the thing that, that uh, I enjoy. I have more control now instead of crossing my fingers and hoping the right part comes along and and then even if it does, it's like now I'm, you know, it's me against all these other people. And 
You know, it, 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 the competition is so fierce out here that it, it really motivates you to, to find your own voice. That's what I like about the city. Well, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I've found with, uh, with you know, creative people. I love when they're able to challenge themselves a little bit more and, and do something that they may not have been comfortable with or even thought that they could do. You know, like like yeah. going into be- being behind the camera. I mean, you know, you get trained in front of the camera. That's where you're most comfortable. But sometimes stepping out and, you know, crossing that line that you haven't done before, you know, that could be daunting. And a lot of people are afraid and intimidated enough that it stops them from going any further. And I'm glad you're able to right. do that. Well, you know what? If anything, it, it helps me um, be able to, excuse me, it helps me be able to communicate with actors better. Mm. Like I, I learned the language, you know. Uh, and with the awful kind, you know, we put together this this short. It was I was trained in, in theater, uh, and we were working on plays in, in class and, and learning how to break them down and 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 really putting yourself on the line. You know, uh, two nights a week with two different plays, like it really stretched it. And so I wanted to put together something with you know people that I had trained with, or was like theater but on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw Birdman and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is the closest thing to live theater. There's always this element of like the camera's not cutting and it makes it feel like you're there. That like, oh, if anybody screws up, you're going to witness it, you know. Sure. Uh, And that that anticipation uh, is there. And then I watched Rope that Alfred Hitchcock did in the in the 50s. That was like one of the first the first uh, versions of like shooting continuous shots and stitching them together like um, Sam Mendes did with 1917. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, though, it was only because the camera, it had to do with the film, right? He, he could only shoot so much film at a time before having to replace the reel. Right. So that was where he had to, you know, stitch them together. But what we wanted to do with The Awful Kind was we wanted to completely do like an honest one take. And I wanted to have as many people as I could on screen at once and and just you know give actors this sort of experience of like you you are it it, it's it's the 19th century and and you are here in this place continuity doesn't matter if you pull out your handkerchief and wipe the sweat off of your brow you don't got to worry about matching that up in your performance because every one shot is different and unique and it lends its own um nuances and you know and performance and things like that it's uh it's a fascinating way to shoot something and it it teaches you not to move the camera unless there's a motivation mm. because in a one take if you're just looking at nothing it's uninteresting right. so you have to choreograph everything so that you're always picking something up or somebody's always entering or something's always changing and in this with this audience that's tricky because we lose interest quick. Yeah. You know? Uh, so there's always got to be something. Something's got to be popping, you know? Uh, I love shooting like that, and I want to do, do more like that. Now, why a short film? I mean, I, I can kind of ha- understand how uh, it came about just by some of the things that you were saying, but what motivated mm-hmm. you to do it a short film as opposed to maybe a longer film or a full length? Well, you know, it really just sort of boils down to money. Um, uh, basically, it's sort of a spec pilot. I want to turn it into a series, and I have, you know, an outline and everything uh, thrown together. And I just took an episode and was like, okay, let's 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 do this. Um, and where where it gets tricky is is that because the film from start to finish is about twenty three minutes, uh, that's sort of frowned upon you know, in, in the festival game, you know, they say that the, the sweet spot is 13. And so it, it makes it tricky where it was like, you know, this was something, this was something everybody was all, you know, and we still are very proud of that. We were able to actually pull this thing together. You know, we've got live horses, we've got guns, we've got, there's nine, you know, people on screen. Uh, but like, you know, it didn't fit the parameters of the festival so I had to start submitting as an episodic, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, it sort of changed the, the forward momentum a little bit. It's, it's, it's strange. Now, the thing is, is I'd love to be able to shoot a feature. That'd be wonderful, right? Sure. But I'd also love a million dollars. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be wonderful too, you know? And if I had it, 
I'd probably shoot a feature, right? Right. <laughs> but I was only able to get a certain amount of money, and you know, it's like you you work with what you got, and uh, and you know, this is just the beginning for me. So it's it's you know, it's a stepping stone, and you know, a hell of a stepping stone at that. So sure, uh, it's really just sort of boils down to money. You know, that's kind of any you know, that's kind of what it is now. Well, outside of the film festivals, obviously one of the things you want to be able to do is get people to see it. And nowadays, with all these you know amazing platforms that you can get your stuff out digitally, it doesn't cost nearly as much to be able to do it. And um, you know, a lot of it's very yeah. readily available to us. How important? Yeah. How important is that to, to people in your industry that are doing this kind of stuff? And how are you trying to get it out outside of the the um, the festivals? Well, you know what? It's super important. Well. There's sort, you know what? There's there's the, the flip side to to every argument. So I'll say the positives, and I'll sort of say the negatives as well. Um, there's 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 sort of the psychology of like, yes, you can you can get your own stuff out and distribute it entirely on your own. If I put like the awful kind, for example, that's on Vimeo. So if you want to you know check that out, you can. But that also means that now there's this 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 work or this content that exists that exists in a free market. And if, you know, like back in the day, you know, we'd go to the store and we'd buy, uh, you know, albums, right? CDs or records, whatever it was. And it was like, you, you give the artist your 10 or $15. I was Canadian. So I was, you know, I don't know what the conversion is over here at that time, but that's, that's sort of what it was. You'd buy a CD mm -hmm. and there was a certain level of trust that you established with said artist mm -hmm. where now it's like you get this album and you know, cause you gave them the, your money, you know that they're going to deliver. And when they don't, it's like, ah, man. <laughs> but most of the time they did. It was, it was record worthy songs. Now that also translates into film. Like where if you do a lot of content that's for free as, as, as an audience, why the hell would you pay money for it if it's always free? Right. You know, this is the thing I'm noticing with the, the, the sort of YouTube shift. They, they make money with, um, with advertising, uh, and, and, and that's how it comes in. But how does that translate to, okay, well, we've got, you know, YouTube guy in so-and-so film, right? Mm -hmm. Are people going to go out and spend $16 or whatever it is? It's 16 out here. It's mental. Um, are, are we, are we going to pay that money then to go see these people when we can just casually sit at home and, and now we have a choice. We can watch this video for a minute. We can watch this video for a minute. You know, it's like, it's interesting. You have a movie like the Irishman, which is like almost four hours, right? Mm -hmm. I can sit there and, and watch it. And I did, and it was wonderful. Right. But for some reason, watching you know, four episodes of Breaking Bad felt faster. And it's because there's intermissions. It's, it's shorter sequences. It feels like you have control. Well, I've got it in me for another 40 minutes. Should we do it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Right. Um, and that's kind of, that's where the, that's where the toss up is right now. It's a really interesting time. It's a really interesting time. Uh, and I'm, I feel like I'm almost equally as fascinated in trying to figure out what the next step is or what the future of filmmaking is, or what the future of going to the movie theater is, as I am in actually making stuff that, that supports these outlets, you know? Sure. Interesting. Now, you, mm. do, you do have something else out here uh, that I'd like to talk to you about also. It's a, the, the one that's on Amazon Prime called Outlaw Don't Get uh, Funerals. Tell me a yeah. little bit about that. Well, this is it. This was interesting. So uh, uh, a buddy of mine, his name is Greg Durasmo. He's a really talented uh, filmmaker, really talented um, writer. And he brought me this, uh, he sent me an email and he was like, oh, I wrote something for you and I want you to be in it. And, you know, the funny thing about Los Angeles is it's so easy to get a big ego out here. And you, at the time I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll read it, sure. And I never did. And then he said, listen, you know, we're about a month out from shooting. I really want you to play this part. Can you read this? Like, All right, fine. I'll read it. And I read it and I was like, holy cow. This is a great, 
this is a really great story. And I, I fell in love with it. And I said, listen, I, I would love to shoot this with you. And he said, okay, well, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to shoot it on weekends for the next year and a half. Are you down for that? You know, and I'm like, holy, like, it, it would literally be my first lead in a, in a feature. So I said, yes, I'm absolutely down. Let's do it. And for ev- almost every weekend, for about a year and a half, we would shoot a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here. And, uh, and then we took some time off because in the second part of the film, uh, my character goes through a shift. There's a 10 year gap. And, uh, I gained, I gained almost 20 pounds for that. Well, I'd never done really anything like that before. Wow. And I wanted to, you know, see if I could. I gained almost 20 pounds for it. And, uh, I tell you, I spent the next year or so trying to burn that off. <laughs> I wasn't regimented, you know? I, I had no regiment. I was like, yeah, I'm eating donuts tonight. We're doing it, you know? But, uh, it was, it was a great experience and it's, it's a really wonderful film. Super, you know, super low budget. These guys, they, they threw this thing together, you know, on their own, on their own dime. You know, there was only like two people in the crew, the guy who produced it and the guy who wrote and directed it. And, uh, and they were, you know, capturing sound and, and doing, they were doing everything on their own. It was really, it was really, uh, inspirational, you know, having not made anything at that time, uh, to see what these guys were doing with, you know, the restrictions that they had. And yeah. so, uh, that inspired me. And, and halfway through shooting, I shot my own film, my first film I shot, uh, while we were doing that. Wow. Uh, it was a short film. It's called Schism. It's, uh, it, you know what, it's, weirdly enough, it's similar to the Joker in the sense of, like, it sort of follows the downward spiral of this, of this guy after his girlfriend leaves him. He gets hooked on, uh, uh, antidepressants, over-the-counter medication. He starts mixing them, you know, into some, like, deadly cocktails, and he, he, he tries to take his own life, but he does, and he ends up throwing his own psyche completely out of whack, and then he shoots up a public street. Um, and so I, I wrote, directed, and I played the guy and raised the money for it. And, uh, holy, we got into a festival and it was like, wow, maybe I, maybe I do have a voice that, uh, that people are interested in, you know? Man, love uh, that. yeah. Then my next goal was to make something that wasn't so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but, but sometimes those those mental those mental um, thrillers can be really interesting, especially if you've never experienced it with anybody before. But yet it opens yeah. up your eye to what can be out there, and sometimes yeah. it can open up your eyes also to some of the things that the warning signs that are that are out there that we don't no- normally look at, you know, in people. But oh, sometimes we yeah. can prevent stuff, you know. I don't know if you saw I don't know if you saw Joker uh, or Marriage Story. Um, but those films were just like hands down. They were, they were just exceptional. Yeah. Joker was exceptional marriage story. I mean, it was like, you could feel the financial burden, you know, you could feel the, 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 the cunningness of the lawyers. You could, you could feel the situation just get thrown out. And like with Joker, there were moments that were so uncomfortable. I mean, there were moments in the theater. I was laughing out loud. Because it's it's just like so spot on. It was really what a hell of a year for movies this year. My God, yeah. Uh, you know, every uh, there were so many things that came out. I still haven't seen Parasite yet. I've had so many opportunities, and they just kept like just fluttering away into the wind. So I still have to check that one out. And I'm excited to watch that one. But well, yeah, ho- hopefully you didn't laugh in Joker during one of the most you know weirdest scenes that you know that would people make you say, "What the hell's wrong with him?" <laughs> Uh, there was a couple, there was a couple, definitely there was a couple. I mean, listen, I am sure everybody's seen it at this point when he's at the children's hospital and the gun falls out of his pants. I, I, that, I thought that was, there was like, I love dark comedy. I I love laughing at things that are so, uh, you know, opposite and, and having a gun in a children's hospital is obviously super, you know, taboo or faux pas. Right. Uh, and when that happened and he just picks it up really quickly and he stops and, 
you know, and he collects himself and he looks at the kid and he goes, shh, did I, th- I thought that was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that movie was incredible. So we are running out of time here, and I want to be able yeah. to uh, get you the opportunity to tell everybody where they can find out more about you, where they can see any of your, your films, purchase them possibly if you have them for purchase, and uh, anything else you have coming up in the works. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, I, I stay you know pretty active on, uh, on Instagram. My Instagram handle is uh, Justin Tate, uh, at Justin Tate. My last name is T-A-I-T-E. Uh, not to be confused with T-A-T-E. Um, and right now, like, if you want to see The Awful Kind, that's on Vimeo. I haven't put Schism up yet. Uh, uh, and honestly, I'm just, I'm working on, on the next one. I would like to shoot three things this year, and so I plan on distributing these and getting these things popping. And, I, you know, I really want to turn, uh, I really want to turn The Awful Kind into, uh, into a series. I mean, it's, you know, it's the, like the female man with no name, like the female Clint Eastwood or Lee Van Cleef. Mm. I mean, it's, I imagine people, uh, I know I definitely would definitely like to see something like that. So that's sort of my business. It's, I want to make films that uh, aren't being made and films that I want to see because that's just what I'm a fan of is cinema. Well, love that. And uh, do you have any website or anything else that uh, you want to promote, or is it just pretty much uh, people can find you on on uh, Instagram and uh, social media? I, I had a website. It wasn't really doing much for me. So I'm on I'm on Instagram. That's where all the kids are. That's where you can find me. Uh, I got a Twitter account too, but I don't really use that. Mm. <laughs> I don't really know that many people that still do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm uh, Instagram is definitely if you want to you know stay in touch, you can. You can reach out to me or, you know, you can check out my stuff, you know, through IMDb, uh, that, that kind of thing. All right. Or Facebook, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, Justin, this has been yeah. so much fun. You know, I, I love hearing your creativity here, and I really wish you all the best. And hopefully you'll be able to get these in a series like you want to do. And we'll definitely have to get you back on to talk about it when you do. I appreciate you, my man. And, and yeah, sorry about last week. That was uh, or a couple weeks ago. That was a, I didn't know I had to call in. <laughs> it's my first time. So uh, this is definitely uh, special. And, and I, I appreciate your time and, and, uh, and asking questions and everything, man. I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. (laughs) Hey everybody, this is John Schneider. I want you to listen to my new music and I want you to watch my new movies. How do you do that? Simple. Go to the App Store and get the John Schneider app. By the way, you're listening to the AME radio show. So am I. Hey guys, it's Michael Campion. I play Jackson Fuller on Fuller House, and you're listening to AME Radio. Everybody, we got on the line with us a special guest. Her name is Kelly Say. She is promoting right now a one-woman show called Disco Dicks and Dykes. She has been doing a lot of amazing things throughout her entire life. She's been on uh, reality television. She's doing. Um, she's done some music, and we got a lot of stuff to talk to her about. Welcome to the show, Kelly. How are you doing today? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're here, too. This is going to be a lot of fun. I love talking about art, music, and entertainment, and it looks like you've been in a lot of it. 
uh, working with some amazing people, too, along the way. Um, but one of the things I like to do to start out our show is to always, you know, kind of find out about our guests. You know, your stories are, are fascinating to me, and I know they inspire other people as well. So tell me mm-hmm. how you got into what you're doing, and, and how did you, when did you decide, hey, you know what, I want to be an actress. I want to be, I want to do this. I want to do that. When did you decide? Well, I mean, early on, you know, when you're just trying to figure out who you are as a person, you know, you just start dabbling in a lot of things. And the one thing that I just connected with and just felt in my heart the most was just music, being an artist, writing songs and, you know, writing plays and all kind of things and just kind of feeling that that was the best way that I could um, kind of tap into all of these things that I have inside of me that is a great outlet that, you know what I mean? And, and then, and along the way, while you're doing it, you, if you've managed to help some people, that's amazing too. Absolutely. So what came first, music or acting? Uh, music came first. Like I started writing songs just as a little kid, really silly songs about the rain and how the rain is like a shower of life. ridiculous little things you know like that all of your sins are washed away in the rain you know all kind of things like that it makes everything better and then you know from then I I started getting you know having little crushes and then writing about my school girl crush you know stuff like that (laughs) and then before I knew it it, I became you know the joke was on me it just was it connected it clicked and I was like oh my god I really love this thing and I would just sit for hours just listening to music and trying to find out you know who the musicians were, if it was a live record, who the producers were, what studios they were using. I just wanted, I couldn't get enough of it. You know, know, starting off at a young age, and obviously where you are now, when you look back at your stuff, even stuff from maybe a year ago, have you seen any growth in your work? Because I think that's always important for an artist or actually anybody that does anything to be able to see growth because that means you've recognized where you're coming from. You've realized that that you've... uh, you know, you're honing in on your skill and, and, and it's changing, and, and that's what it needs to do, I think, to survive. I, I have seen some growth, and, um, and, I'm, and it's okay to say it, too. You know, I could see where um, maybe um, I'm, I'm taking more risks now as well, you know, really putting everything on the line and not, and not so um, fearful about being misunderstood or anything like that, you know, just really just going for it and just telling the stories the way that I want to tell them without being afraid to do so or afraid of the judgment that might come with that. I'm okay with it. How do you challenge yourself? I think that's very important as an artist or as an entertainer in in their field to constantly challenge yourself to be something um, different, step outside the box because, you know, it's it's a cutthroat industry, the arts are. And you got to, you know, you got to constantly evolve to, to, make yourself stand out and, and not only that, keep it fresh and fun for you. So how do you challenge yourself along the way? You're right. And and how I try to do that is challenging myself to what you just said or what we just discussed is trying to do the things that do scare me. You know, if it scares me, then that's a kind of a good thing. Then I challenge myself by trying to attack that. Like with the play I'm doing now that I'm, I'm promoting, um, that's my life story set to music, and it's very intimate and very, you know, um, it puts me in a very vulnerable position. And that was the challenge too: is how much of the story do I want to tell, you know, and 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 to stand up there in front of a group of strangers and just divulge everything. Challenging myself to just, you know, do the things that frighten me the most. You know, you know what I mean? So even in my everyday yeah. life, and to challenge myself also just to be better, to elevate, to elevate as a human, to be a better, you know, um, wife, to be a better sister, a better friend, you know, just those challenges every day. And, but if you want to talk about, like, small little um, milestones, those are important too. Um, I try to make, a, um, like, a little list of the day of the things I need to accomplish and, and just try to get to as many on the, that list as I can. You know, and that that too, because I realize that if I'm if I'm producing, if I'm doing things, then that makes me happy. I feel like I'm progressing. But if I'm not doing anything, then I feel like you know what I mean. That I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not achieving. So those challenges I think are important to just you know push yourself to do it to go the extra mile. Well, you know, in my in my artwork, one of the biggest things that I ever could do that that really made me vulnerable was to was to physically put out my own. Uh, opinions on things and how I see the world because you're going to get people that are going to hate it. 
You know, you're going to get mm-hmm. people that are going to attack you, and you're going to get people that just are, are going to question your, your your mentality or your sanity or just who you are. And, you know, it, it's, it, it takes a strong person to be able to put that out there for people to see, to open up a conversation, you know, and, and not only that, and just, just you know, but you never know who's going to come up and say, you know what, thank you, because that resonates with me. But on the other hand, like I said, you're going you're to have the opposite. So to be able to put out your personal life and, and your personal story and, you know, leave it there for people, you're going to get both sides, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. extremely important for not only, for not only you to, to tell the world your story, but to other people that it's going to resonate with and they're going to come up and say thank you. So it's going to outdo anybody that doesn't agree with it or doesn't see why you did something like that. But how are you prepared to talk to people that, that don't understand it? Uh, do, you have a, do you have rebuttals ready for them to say, hey, you know what? This isn't, you shouldn't be closed-minded. Open up your, open up your eyes to other things and, and you might see something amazing. Right. And I, I get that. And um, I've been faced with some of that already. Like, you know, you post something, you post a song you did on social media, or, you know, me, I, I sing on Dancing with the Stars, and I think I sang something great, you know, but then I might, I might read something and, you know, and maybe somebody writes a very ugly comment you know, and, the, and but they mm-hmm. don't they don't know me. They don't know how hard I have right. to work to do this, or they don't know the circumstances. They don't know they don't know anything. They just listen to thirty seconds or a minute or something and go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and, you <laughs> and, and you know, and I had to learn. Like it took me a minute to not respond to those things. Like you know what? Everybody has an opinion, and I respect their opinions. And maybe you didn't like what I did, but that's okay because. For what you didn't like to, that I did, maybe somebody else is out there that did like what I did, and this is for them. And so maybe this is not for you this time, and hopefully next time I'll get you. <laughs> You'll like what I did. And, you know, and so it, it took me a minute to not take those insults to heart, you know, and just to be like, you know what, that's okay. Um, at the end of the day, as long as I know that I did my best, as long as I know that I tried as hard as I could, I did everything that I could, then I have to be satisfied with that, regardless of what someone else you know, might have thought or said or, you know, oh, she's this or she's crass or she's blah, blah, blah. Again, opinions, opinions, you know. Yep. Yeah. We pick and choose which ones we need to swallow, you know. But, see, I kind of live for stuff like that myself. You know, I was, at a, I was at a photo show, and right after the show was done, I was kind of sitting down talking to somebody, and this lady was, like, absolutely fired up. I mean, I don't know what the heck happened to her. But she came right in my face. She pointed. She put her her finger right up against my nose and started challenging me. And everybody's what? sitting there watching me. And they're like, they backed up. They're like, okay, let's see how oh we handle this. And you know what? I kindly got up and just said, look, this is why. This is the the, the idea. Because basically, what I do in my stuff is that I put the difference between. Um, you know, good and bad. It has to balance right. in this world. And, she's, and she challenged me on that. She goes, no, we don't want to celebrate bad. I said, I'm not celebrating bad. I'm celebrating the good that's going to overcome the bad. But it balances mm-hmm. you because the bad keeps you humble. The bad keeps you mm-hmm. challenged. The bad mm-hmm. makes you realize what you have in your life and, and accept it. And then she oh, calmed preach down. it. You preach but, it. You're but doing great. Lord, this, <laughs> this woman attacked me, and everybody's sitting there like, oh, no, there's going to be like a fight going down over here. But it's, it's how you handle it, and I think that's important. That is really important how you handle it. And that, in that case, that's different. I've never had anyone come in my face and do that. <laughs> that's very interesting. You know, they just – and it's easy for people to hide online and do stuff in the clothes, you know, behind their closed doors. You know, but that takes yeah. a lot of guts, what she did too. And it took so much guts for you to stand up to her as well. It, I, I've, I've never experienced that, but if I did, I can't even imagine. Like, ooh, I don't know how I would manage without, <laughs> you know, becoming – I wouldn't want to punch her in the nose or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Calm down. Well, you know, hopefully so. you never have to. <laughs> I hope not. I mean – it has. I will tell you though, something very similar. I was doing a concert in Europe, you know, one of those big festivals, and a lot of people are drinking yeah. and stuff. And I'm on stage with the band, and we're going on and on and on. And then I just feel something wet hit me, and someone threw a beer, like just took the beer oh, and no. just threw it, not in, like in a cup. So I just wet me with it, and I was just. And then you look out, and it's a sea of people. You don't even know who did it. You know, it's just like, oh my god. You start thinking like. Who would do that? Like what I'm singing about, I'm not, this is not a thrash band. This is not, you know, we're not stage diving. This is like, 
you know, soul and jazz. Like, what, what? <laughs> what are we doing here? You know, like, you know, so in those moments, you just want to just lose it and, and like scream into the microphone, who did that? <laughs> who did that? <laughs> but you can't. So, again, I didn't get a chance to meet the perpetrator. Ugh, whatever. Well, they're probably <laughs> glad they did that, that you didn't find out who they were because it probably would have been bad, but that's okay. Yeah, they deserve it for doing stuff like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, Whatever. So tell me about this one-woman show. You know, these are, these are extremely hard to do, and I have a lot of respect for people that, that not only take up the, uh, the, the principle of a one-person show – because you have to play everything. You have to keep their attention. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not easy. What made you decide to do a one-person, a one-woman show? And what's the show about? Wow. That's a lot. But you're absolutely right. I mean, whew, what made me decide to do it is what we just spoke about earlier, about challenging yourself to, to, to you know, I needed to come outside the box. And I felt that I had a story that could really help a lot of people. You know, it speaks of how I grew up in New York City as a kid, as a young kid coming up and navigating my way, knowing I want to be a musician, a successful musician. How do I navigate my way to that? And then in discovering my sexuality and, and being a, you know, a gay woman and but understanding how to deal with all of these things in a time that you were shunned if you were to express yourself for being anything other yeah. than what was the norm. So putting that to music and pulling it all together and creating a show out of it that, you know, should help some people. I'm hoping it helps some people like it helped me just to live your truth and to stand and, and be proud of who you are and not to, you know, care so much about what this one thinks of me or, you know, how, how you know what I mean? How do I look in your eyes? Never mind. How do you look in your own eyes? How do you get up every morning and look at yourself and love yourself only by, you know, being true to yourself? And so putting all that together is just, it's a lot. And we've been rehearsing every single day and every day I'm more and more terrified as the 29th gets closer and closer. I'm just like, Oh my God, why am I doing this again? <laughs> all right. right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, to put yourself out there in this way and then, Oh my goodness, it's just been a ride and I'm excited and thrilled and, you know, and, and I think at the end of the day, as long as, um, what again what i said earlier do my best you know prep for it make it in you know interesting and exciting and entertaining and we're good we'll be good so how are you preparing for it because that is probably one of the hard like you know with in a normal theater you have other you have other supporting actors and actresses that kind of help you along the way with this you don't so how do you prepare mentally for it and also how are you just preparing to get out there and 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 do your best well, you know, it starts early in the morning because I'm, like, really nerdy like that. I get up early, and um, I start my meditation. I do a little meditating, and then I um, take time to sit and think about how I want to present this project. And then I just, again, make a list of those goals and one by one take them off. You know, I'm doing this and doing that. And, and for prep, just studying my butt off, studying, because I don't, I'm used to really knowing like memorizing songs. I'm not used to memorizing a script, like a long script that's an hour and a half. You know, there's no break in the play. There's not like an intermission or anything like that. So it just runs for an hour and a half. So I'm just thinking like, you know, how can I memorize all this stuff and, you know, reaching out to my professional friends that, that have been doing Broadway for years and stuff like that, asking them, hey, any words of advice on <laughs> how to remember these things? And so I'm preparing like that. And also just having the confidence to know that, you know, you can do it. You can do it. You want to do it? Do it. You'll be able to do it. The minute you think you can't, you won't be able to. You know, that is so right. And I think, I think we stand in our own way so often. And that's, you know, a, a big problem for people. I've seen some such amazing talent go to the wayside because they're afraid of, of challenging themselves. I think they're afraid of, of failing and you know that's a that's a common thing that we all have. I mean, it doesn't matter what we do in life. We're gonna we're gonna have those challenges. It's when you let them rule you. And by your story here and showing people that you're doing a very um, challenging type show, I hope that that inspires other people to realize. You know, you're gonna have problems. You're gonna have 
situations. You're going to have to challenge yourself. You're going to have good things happen to you along the way. It's how you take it and how you continue on with it if you're passionate enough about it. Exactly. And then, you know, what you, you know, I want to be like you for a minute and say and be really honest. And I think sometimes what it is is sheer laziness in some people Mm -hmm. because they think that you put in maybe too much um, expecting others to do it for you too. Like, okay, so, Mm -hmm. you know, this work is going to be hard. It won't be easy. If everybody could do it, everybody would. You know, they're going to have to, like, get your hands dirty and dig in there. (laughs) And that's just the bare facts of it. And and you've seen it as well as I have. You've seen someone who maybe doesn't come from anything or this and that and the other, but they had the sheer will and the the desire to do it, and they didn't let anything get in their way. They didn't kill anybody for it. They didn't, you know, do it dirty. (laughs) They just sheer hard work to get it done when it got done. So whatever yeah. that is, what, you know, if it's getting a degree, if it's a specific job, if it's a, whatever, not just, you know what I mean? We're talking about music and arts mm-hmm. now, but this really goes for everything, in my opinion. But you want to do it, you, you know, find out how to get there and then make your plan, map it out, and then let's get to work. Let's do it. And, you know, the other thing I think that happens with that, too, is, like, let's just say you get out there and you're going to do a bang-up job. I mean, you're going to just blow people away, which I know you're going to do. We make it look easy. Mm. And I think when these other people <laughs> see it, they make it look like it's going to be easy. And then when they start to actually do it, they're like, whoa, whoa, this ain't easy. Oh, you know, it's like when yeah. you watch a movie. You know, the movies are, are, are you know, they're so good. They get all the graphics, everything just worked so easy. They didn't see that it took that actor probably 500 um auditions before they had the before they got that yes to be on that movie you didn't see the probably the 25 takes and working at 3 30 in the morning it, to get it. that thing done you're preaching you know, it so, yes yes <laughs> and the music you know the music is probably one of the hardest ones to do on top of it because not everybody's signing artists today so when you got to do it yourself it's even harder and i know you know that aspect of life too so oh you know you, all you hear is the cd all you see is the movie all you see is the one woman play but you don't see the work that goes into it. So they want to do it too, and then they jump into it, and they're like, oh, oh, this isn't exactly what it looked like. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are are preaching it because I I do vocal coaching. I have some, you know, some some vocal students, and that's what I try to tell them. When when they're having trouble hitting a note or doing something, like, oh, my God, I care. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you know that it might take you to try this about a thousand times or more before you finally get it? Do you think someone just wakes up in the morning and they're just like, ah! like, no, <laughs> that is not how it goes. You know, a lot of practice goes into it. There'll be some, you know, a lot of like times you won't be able to get it. So you finally are able to get it. So just understand this, that you just say, oh, I want to be a singer. Oh, okay. I sing a little, you know, and, then, and it's harder than you thought. And now you don't want to put the work in. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Oh, Mm-mm. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but you are you are one exceptional lady. I love I love talking to you. This has been so much fun. We are running out of time, oh, so I too. want to be able you to too. tell us. Please tell everybody how can they see this one woman play? How can they see any of your past work? Uh, are you on social media? I, I want people to be able to follow you. So how do you do it? Thank you so much for that, and I appreciate your time too. I enjoyed speaking with you too. Oh my goodness, you have a new big fan now. And um, so what I, I'm at, um, the show's February the 29th. It's a Saturday night at 9.30 at Joe's Pub, New York City. And the tickets are right there online. You look up my name, Kelly Say, K-E-L-L-I-S-A-E. The show's Disco, Dicks, and Dykes. And it actually is almost sold out. I think we have 20 tickets left, so get on it. I want to see you in the place. And on social media, same thing. On Instagram, Kelly Say. Uh, Facebook, Kelly Say Music, and Twitter, Kelly Say as well. So follow me, and you know I'm a, I'm I'm really I follow everybody back because I like I get interested by just seeing somebody's cat or something. It's fine. I just don't want to <laughs> follow celebrities. So I like to follow like everybody else. So it's all good. That's cool. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, no problem, Kelly. Thank you for coming on, being a great guest. I hope that your story not only inspired my listeners as well uh, to to pursue their stuff but also check you out because i think that's uh i think that's just as important you know when you can give something to them to escape their world for a little bit maybe see a different point of view and whatever it might whatever that might be and uh you know i think that's uh i think that's what this whole this whole movement that i'm working on is to do so thank you for being a part of this you're part of the ame family and uh, i look forward to speaking with you again on new projects thank you i'm going to follow you on social media as well 
Awesome. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. You, you too. Okay, guys, okay. have to take a quick commercial break. I hate to do it, but we do. I'll be back in about two minutes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more great guests and stuff. So just uh, chill out, and we'll be right back after this. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop at Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Your time hasn't come yet, baby you got a lot of dreams to go Your time hasn't come yet, baby Hey guys, it's Jason Dowd and I got a special announcement for you You know, it's hard to believe, but 2018 marks the 50th anniversary of Elvis Presley's Speedway Co-star Victoria Page Meyerink will be making personal appearances throughout the year, sharing her memories of Elvis. Visit Meyerink.com, that's M-E-Y-E-R-I-N-K.com to find out where or to host a screening or Speedway event of your own with Victoria. She's going to be bringing candid, special behind-the-scenes memories of working with Elvis. Again, to find out how you can have your own personal screening or Speedway event with Victoria, just go to Meyerink.com. M-E-Y-E-R-I-N-K dot com. The little boy next door who only makes you sore is going to someday turn your head right now. This is Big David Petto. You are listening to the AME Radio Show. Oh, yeah, there it is. That is my theme song, uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. You know, that song was probably my very first favorite song that I can remember. And I remember listening to it on the Made in the USA uh, album that I had. It was on a cassette. I'd play it over and over and over and over again until it ripped. Then I had to go get a new cassette. I played that over and over and over and over again until it ripped. Then I got the CD, and I never had that problem anymore. So... Man, you know, that song brings back a lot of memories. And if I hear that song, I can go back to some amazing times in my childhood. I'm sure there's a song out there that that does the same thing for you. What is that song? Have you thought about it recently? Think about it. Go listen to it and be transported back in time to a great place that you can remember, maybe with your friends, your family, whatever it may be. It's fun. Try it. Okay, so that's about all we have for you guys this week. We're running out of time. We've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, Before I go, did you know that they have a brand new ride at the Hollywood Studios, and it is based on Mickey and Minnie? Now, this is the very first ride, and it blows my mind, too, that has ever been at Disney World or Disneyland or any of the parks that features the original characters that started the whole thing. It only took them 100 years, but they got it, finally. So, uh... (laughs) Well, not really 100 years. It's been 100 years since Mickey came out, but it took 100 years for them to actually uh, make a ride, you know, and actually put it into Disney World. So that's been about 60 years since Disney World came around. So it's been a while. It's been a half a century. All right, guys. So join us again next week. We are on every Friday and Saturday, every Friday at uh, 11 a.m. on WKLAP.com and every Saturday night at 5 p.m. on AMFM247.com. You can also find us on Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AMFM247.com. And there are 13 AMFM stations across the United States. And every Saturday night at 7 p.m. at WKLAP.com. And every 9 o'clock p.m. on Radio Love, that's RadioLUV.com. 
iTunes, iHeart, Spreaker, Spotify, and phoenixbroadcasting.com. See you again next week. Keep those creative juices flowing. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.